I'm broke. I'm so sorry. They haven't seen each other in decades, and the first thing Cena finds herself blurting out to Cat is the depressing state of her finances, for goodness sake. She bites down on her lip hard, fighting the quiver, and opens her arms to the tall, smiling woman with the sunglasses on her head. I... Oh, Cat, it's so good to see you. You look amazing. In the arrivals hall at Nandy Airport, strumming a cheerful welcome melody, a ukulele band greets the shorts-clad tourists. The singer, in a brightly patterned shirt and a flower tucked behind his ear, winks at Cena, who quickly shuffles closer to Cat. Umbula! Cena's worried frown gets lost in her friend's welcome hug. Umbula, Vinaka, you're here now, that's what matters. One thing at a time, it will all work out. Let me look at you. Cat pushes Cena away, flashing her a big, sparkling smile. And it's just like old times. She pulls her close again for another hug. I can't believe you're actually here. Me neither. Cena chokes back a few tears. She's trembling with exhaustion after a journey that took her nearly 48 hours. And another loud opening chord from the ukulele trio startles her. A pair of wide hips draped in an orange floral pattern comes swaying towards her. Umbula, madam. Welcome to Fiji. The woman, smile aglow with a hundred luminous white teeth, places a flower garland around Cena's neck. Cena grips her luggage trolley tightly and stumbles after Cat as she heads out into the dark, hot, humid October night. Korototoka is a two-hour drive away. The darkness is thicker than it is back home. As soon as they put the bright lights of the airport behind them, it's like being in a tunnel without walls. So close, and yet so open, it makes Cena dizzy. Look at the stars, Cat encourages her, and Cena glances up and out of the open window. The night sky is a maze of shining dots, a frozen explosion of fireworks. Her head tips back, she has to pull her gaze back into the car. Cat looks at her and smiles. Pretty amazing, huh? Suddenly she slams on the brakes. Cena lurches forward and the seatbelt catches her. She gets a glimpse of a scrawny horse careering towards the side of the road. Cat shakes her head and drives on, a little slower now. It can be dangerous driving through the villages at night. The animals roam free. You never know when a cow will just appear in the middle of the road. The ocean on one side, trees on the other, sand dunes, fields with plants she doesn't recognise, sugarcane, cat nods. Sugar and corn are the two most important crops here. The darkness is occasionally punctuated by clusters of houses. A light bulb flickers here and there. Cena squints to make out the shapes of the buildings, sees that some of those alongside the road are just small sheds made of corrugated metal. Is this how they're going to live? She's the first to arrive in Fiji. Ingrid and Lisbeth will be arriving over the next few weeks. And eventually Maya, too. Apparently there were some health problems she had to discuss with her doctor first. An unsettled feeling surges through Cena. Is there room for all of them? She hopes they won't be crammed in on top of each other. But Valene Cat is no corrugated metal shed. As they approach Korototoka, they drive along a narrow path with houses on both sides. This is the main road, Cat explains. 
It winds down towards the beach, and at the end of the street, Cat turns right into a courtyard. And we're here. She parks outside a large one-story house, with a roof that juts out like a pointy hat in the middle. A wide porch with an overhang wraps around the entire front side. The roof above the porch is supported by three columns, with coarse ropes wound around them. A couple of small sheds line the perimeter of the courtyard, and a path edged with round stones disappears around the back of the house. There are wicker chairs and a hammock on the porch, illuminated by the glow of torches at the foot of the stairs. As Cena tumbles out of the car, a mosquito-netted screen door creaks open and a short, stocky figure appears, with a frizzy mane of hair like a halo in the lamplight. Umbulavinata, madam. Welcome. Cat had warned her that the housekeeper would probably be waiting for them, even though it's late. Come and say hello to Atetha, she says now, as she drags Sina's suitcase up the stairs. She's so excited that you've arrived. Sina stretches out her hand. Nice to meet you. But instead of reaching out her chubby hand in return, Atetha claps it over her mouth, which doesn't stop the laughter from bubbling out between her fingers. Her whole body writhes in cheerful spasms as she hurries to take the suitcase from Cat. I'll bring it inside for madam. Sina doesn't know what surprises her more, the unexpected laughter or being called madam for the first time in her life. But she forgets it as soon as Cat waves her over to the porch railing. You can't see the view now, in the dark, but you can hear it, right? Sina can hear it. With her face turned towards the sea, she can hear Fiji welcoming her. A rush of sand against sand, a rhythm of water and moonlight, and promises she can't decode. The breeze is warm against her clammy skin, a gust of something sweet and satisfied, a drop of honey on her tongue. Between the house and the beach is a belt of tall, thin tree trunks, standing dark against the pale moon. Are those the cocoa trees you were talking about? Zena asks. But Cat shakes her head. No, no. The plantation is a little further away, on the other side of the village. These are coconut palms. They grow everywhere here. She grabs Zena by the shoulders and gives her a hug. You're going to love it here, Zena, she says. Everything is going to work out just fine. Zena nods, repeats it to herself like an echo she wants to summon into being. Everything is going to work out just fine.